All right, Matt Dahl, you're on the vent, man. How you been, buddy? I've been doing pretty good. How about yourself? Man, you know me, dude. I mean, if you listen to the show, most people can keep up with me. But yeah, dude, I'm just kind of doing my thing. So I'm going to say this is a first because I do this with like cops and vets and people all the time. But you're actually on, on duty. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I kind of like it. This is cool for me. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, man. It just, yeah, it is. What it, you know, you know the drill, man. Just start off. Tell everybody where you're from, what you're doing. And the, we can talk about how we met and then um, what you're doing now and the whole deal. Yeah, so uh, Matt Dahl, I'm from San Clemente, California. Uh, right now, I'm a civilian police officer with the Marine Corps out in uh, Justice Base Barstow. What? When did you you join the Marines? I don't know what when. Twenty something ish. I, I feel yeah. like, was I an instructor? I feel like I was an instructor at the schoolhouse when you probably came through yeah. as a student, right? Yeah, yeah, you were actually fucking. Uh, Horn was my fucking one of the death tech instructors. Horn was. Yeah, him and uh, Mr. Bunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those guys are the best, man. I'm, so oh, I, still, yeah. I talk to Robbie all the time. Uh, Wally, Wally unfortunately passed away, but. Um, yeah, no, I was, I think I was at HMX when that happened. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I was lucky, man. I got to go see him. Uh, I was there for training. Like, as a civilian, I went back to Leonardwood to train. I got to see him before he, uh, right when he got diagnosed, man, it was tough thing man it took him quick you know but yeah yeah man so t- i mean you did the hmx thing we don't have to everybody's by now has probably heard about that <laughs> there is one thing i want you to talk about and we can get to it here in a little bit that time your cover got blown off over the over the fence we can talk about that in a bit but <laughs> tell me about um how did you wind up in mcclep um so i was in the guard and uh one of my buddies there who was a pmo here back before they kicked all the marines out of here and uh he was one of our sergeants and we started talking and fucking so let me fall back. So I applied like to all the bases like twice and got non-referred on from GS four to seven. So I had a backdoor USA jobs. So luckily my buddy who's the train sergeant out here for McClep. So I gave him my resume and uh, we pretty much just did a direct hire. What do you mean non-referred? What does that mean? The dude, so, people I think have a really hard time with USA jobs. That's like super hard to, to work with. It's like, yeah. So the USA not referred on USA jobs. So if you, let's say like, let's say you applied here, right. And, uh, you put your resume in all your information. They use some type of algorithm. And if some words don't match what your resume says, yeah, right. it pretty much kicks it back saying that we're not referring you to the next step. Okay. So that sucks, dude. Yeah. I've heard about that and I've heard people like cheat it. Like, so they'll take the keywords and then they'll watermark them inside the, like you can, you can watermark them inside the document so that it, you don't read it, but it show like, there's like shit you have to do to like beat the government system because you're, you're not being screened by human beings. You're being screened, I think on mul- multiple times by a computer long before you ever talk to someone. But yeah, being a veteran though, um, you and being a veteran, there are some direct hire options, man. And I just would encourage people to look into that because, dude, I did a whole bunch of when we were at HMX together, man. I did a whole bunch of like USA jobs. I'm like, fuck, I'm a shoe in for this stuff. Like, but no, yeah. you're not, you know, it's not as easy as people think, man. When I when I hear people that get federal jobs, I'm like, how the fuck did you pull that off? Like, how did that even work? Um, yeah, so yes, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the best, yeah, the best, if they do, if they offer direct hire, that's what I highly recommend to do is, you know, if you can avoid USA jobs at all costs, do it because direct hires, it's a lot easier to get in. 
and you have to worry about some stupid algorithm trying to figure out if you're like good enough. Okay, and so now you're in the GS system though, right? Yeah. So you beat the whole I mean, you basically on a direct hire you beat the whole shenanigans. So like you can once you're in that's the key, man, is getting if, if you're looking for a federal job, the trick is to get in the system. Um I yeah. see a lot of people will oftentimes take a job that uh, they're they're all overqualified for just basically to get their foot in the door and then move on. I didn't realize that McClep was um, a full on federal job though, which is cool. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. yeah, um, yeah. Our uh, our our job code's zero zero eighty three, so it's that's under the job thing. It's a police officer. Cool. Did you have to go to an academy? No, um, that was like a 50-50 shot when I got hired um, because I was out for so long. They were like, hey, we might have to send you to the academy, but because of the guard, I acquired the amount of hours uh, to get my waiver for the academy. Sweet, dude. So, okay, so you were in the California Guard. So if there's probably some Marines listening. Most of us didn't know about the Guard. I actually work for the Utah Guard as a civilian now, but I didn't really know what that even meant like until I started uh, working around them. Explain what the Guard is and like how it's different from what most Marines think. So the guard is, is, it's sort of like reserves. You do the, you know, you're one week in a month, two weeks in the summer. Um, unless you can get on like, uh, I think it's, I think it's called AGR. So it's your active guard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, instead of the, the guard direct reports directly to the governor of your state. Right. Um, the federal is kind of like the fallback, but if, you know, a lot of guard ended up, ends up getting activated to active duty and getting deployed. Um, I got to my unit, um, they were on a deployment rotation to uh, Gitmo. So I got stuck in a rear debt for a year. Wow. Yeah. But, well, uh, dude, the guard is an interesting thing, man. Cause I always thought, I always thought you had like the army. Cause we don't have any of that shit in the, in the Marines In the Marines, you have Marines active duty, or you have the reserves, right? Federal reserves. There is no in between. There's no, there's no state level, anything. So the guard is like a crazy, thing where like but I, dude i've known guys or met guys here in utah that went literally from private all the way to state sergeant major over like 30 years and have deployed and done the same shit that like active duty people would do but have never had to move from the state ever like, yeah so yeah you're right it's like it's basically your state's army uh and yeah and it, i was surprised to see like how many guys were in the marine corps and got out and wound up in the guard um, yeah. So like when I got this quiet little secret. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I got one of my friends, who I, when I got out, I worked at Costco um, and she was there too. And she's the one that talked me into it. But the guard is like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so the nickname for the guards, the nasty girls. <laughs> nice. So, and I, when I, once I got in, like, I was like completely like, I understood why. Yeah. So like, in my experience, I would just say it varies from state to state. Some states have really great guards. Some states don't. It's just, you know, it's the nature of it. It's like being in one unit or the other. Um, and I would generally say the bigger they are, the probably not so good they are. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's like there were, there were some units within our battalion that were like squared away. And there was others that were like, no. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I know the drill, man. I come, I come across it all the time and I also travel from state to state. So, um, I, I work with other guards as well. It's interesting. Every time we, we show up, 
But uh, yeah, man, I just think it's the coolest thing, like because it's a way to continue your service and not have to live out, you know, not have to leave your state or whatever state you're in, and uh, and and possibly work on a retirement. So I just wish, I don't, I'm not an advocate. I'm not saying it's for everyone. I'm just saying like it's an option, and a lot of people don't know about it. And like, let's say you, let's say the active duty Marines just isn't for you. Um, maybe the guard is a place where you can continue to serve and they do. And the, you mentioned AGR, you can also do tech jobs. So like you could get in the federal system as a tech. Uh, so there's a lot of great opportunities, man. It's just like this, uh, at least as, as far as Marines, man, like they don't tell you about, they don't tell you about these things, you know? No, they just, it's pretty much either active duty or Marine reserves and there's no other options. And then like when you're getting out, they don't tell you about it because they don't want you to, you know, they want you to possibly either stay in or go into select Marine Corps reserve or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, man, it's just like, but it's interesting. Like when I come across a lot of Marines, man, they're like, Oh yeah, dude, I, I did like eight years in the Marines and yada, yada. And I found the guard and now I'm an AGR. So they're basically active duty making the same amount of money, but they don't have to worry about moving every three years. Right. So yeah, you, you join another service or maybe have to pick up another job skill, but, um, it is what it is, man. And it's, it's just an opportunity, you know, to con- kind of continue all that stuff and potentially pick up a retirement. So something. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, my, uh, my, my old platoon sergeant said it like the best way he's like, yeah, man. Cause he, like, there's me and four of the Marines and we're like, yeah, fucking Marines, fucking the guards where Marines go to retire. So welcome. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. There's a no, lot of guys not. that go, there's a lot of guys that go in and finish it out, man, because it's like, you know, obviously like it's, yeah, dude, it's just not, it's not, even if you're an AGR and you're there every day, it's not as stressful as being on active duty, man. It's just not. Um, no, it's not at all. It's, it's like going to like a, a nine to five job. Most of the guys I work with work 40 hours a week, man. You know, fa- it's a family first environment. Like they get home. It's like a, it's a regular job. They're just in a uniform. They're there to support the guys that come in on, on the weekends and the, in the two weeks a year or whatever. Um, yeah. And it's a lot of planning and all that stuff, but I mean, yeah, it's a good gig, dude. I just, you know, I would tell people just to, my my only issue with it is no one knows about it, you know, like unless you had a family member in at least in the Marines, like they, it's just, it's, we're also undereducated about what other options are out there, you know? Yeah. I mean, that goes for like civilians too. Like I had to find out about from somebody who's already in. And I think since like, since I got off active duty, like, I think I maybe only seen like one billboard sign that, you know, national army, national guard hiring or whatever. So mm-hmm. So are you out now? You're out of the guard? Yeah, so I got out in January and uh now I'm trying to uh Yeah, no, you're good. Uh now I'm in the process of going into the uh Navy Reserves. Oh really? Yeah, so hopefully this month, hopefully this whole COVID thing goes on. Hopefully I should be in the reserves. What's up so what's up with that move? What's that about? Are you gonna what are you gonna be like an MA or what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be trying to do a MA. Why, why the move? I'm just curious. What's the... Um, so I you know, figured obviously with like the guard and stuff like that, I figured out like, you know, the guard's kind of not my thing just because it's relaxed and trying to get more into like a structure type environment. Yeah. But uh, it's just, I don't know. Like even when I got back to do, like I tried to do reserves, but they kind of jerked me around a little bit. So... Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I don't know. I just want to like continue to serve, but just try something more structured and not the guard. Fair enough, man. Yeah. I mean, it will well, be, yeah, it'll be, um, like the guard, I guess, two weeks, you know, one week in a month, two weeks a year, but it's not yeah. uh, right. It's uh, yeah. I, I can see where the, the difference is, but man, hopefully, hopefully that works out for you. COVID's got everybody on. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's what's delayed me the most is this whole COVID thing. 
how hard is it to get out of one and into the other though? Do they tell you like, yeah, we can't take you or, I mean, you have to be totally out of one to get in the other. Is it a request to move or what's the deal? No. Um, so I just went and talked to a, a prior service recruiter and, uh, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm coming off reserve or guard. And, uh, I was like, I'm kind of interested in, you know, the whole Navy reserve thing. And, uh, they talked to me, it's just like a normal recruiter. Um, which my prior search crew was a former Marine too. So he's like, no bullshit. And, um, he pretty much was like, you know, just like when you see a normal recruiter, like, you know, what are you looking for to do and stuff like that? Um, but yeah, I mean, the overall process though, it's, it's been pretty simple, but like, it's just like you said, everything else, this whole COVID thing is just delayed everything. Yeah. It's, I, th- I mean, it's just, everything is just like, it's, everything's just kind of a toss up. You know what I mean? Like you don't really know who who's around, who can, yeah. COVID yeah. sucks, dude. It's fucking yeah. Sucks. You have to, what's it like being uh, on base right now as a law enforcement officer? Like, are you all masked up all the time? Like, um, well, when the whole thing started, they were kind of like, you know, if you want to wear one, you can wear one. Um, and then, so I left back in May to go do something else and uh before i left they're like hey if you are at the gates you are required to wear one and then uh when i came back in september they were like hey so you don't have to wear one if you don't want to but if you're going to go inside any building on base you are required to wear a mask okay that sounds about standard for almost all i bet that's pretty much how all the military stuff is going but all right like i have um I have gates and guards and they're wearing masks and all that stuff just because they, they wind up getting so close to people. I was just curious cause you're in California too. And California is particularly aggressive with some of their mandates and different things. So, I mean, obviously it's different everywhere you go, but I was just curious what kind of restrictions, I mean, law enforcement, man, it's like you're, you're interacting with the general public like all the time. So it's, yes. kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those scary things. Like, I, I don't know, dude, I'm, I'm not a huge COVID guy. Like I know it's a thing and I know people need to be worried about it, but it's like, it's iffy if it's really as scary as people have made it out to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially like out here, cause we're like we're out in Barstow. So, I mean, we come across a lot of tweakers and stuff like that. And, uh, if, you know, we can see them tweaking and stuff like that, we'll like throw a mask on real quick. We're going to have to like yeah. detain them or we run out if they got warrants. Like we got to like cuff them and stuff like that. Like we'll have masks on. Yeah. And, but, yeah, um, I mean, those guys are out roaming around, man. You never know where the fuck those people have been, you know, bro. They're they're like not finding a tweaker here is like fucking a rock and a like a rock pile. It's crazy. What what what's what's up with what's up with it out there? Like, what's up with Barstow? Is it just like a place where people tend to be on drugs and shit, or what? Like, yeah. So it's like two hours from LA and two hours from Vegas. So. I get it. There's like nothing to do out here. It's like the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, so it's, enough said though. It's just like sort of an in-between spot without probably much going on and people fucking just getting high all the time, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, it, it doesn't help that. Um, so the base sits on top of route 66. Okay. So yeah, we of- get a whole bunch of people either lost, but and stuff like that. Tourists, most of the time they're fucking they're DUI. Yeah. But we sit between two major inter, uh, highways. So that feed into like the LA area and stuff like that. So just, it's like, it's a drug corridor. 
Yeah, I get it, man. Totally. Yeah, that's crazy. So Barstow is not one of those places that like loads of Marines, at least from our generation, would even really think about. Like everyone, we all kind of knew it was there. But if you weren't actively in logistics, like you, you weren't, you weren't going to be on Barstow. They just didn't have, at least as military policemen, they just didn't have a place for us. So it's a base, like yeah. there's one in Georgia, right? Albany, Georgia, the same, same concept. Yeah. So there's two of them and they're out there and they're like Marine bases, but we never, most people never really get a chance to go on them. So you don't even really know about them. Obviously some of that's going to change um, given uh, kind of what, you know, I talked with, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you listen, I talked to Tim Huckel recently and kind of his perspective on what's happening with MPs and as they break them down, they got to send them somewhere. So it sounds like, you know, it sounds like even for you, you're going to start getting some green suitors, right? So um, yeah, it's a whole interesting, wild kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah I they're, I mean, like on, on this base, like we, on average, we have a total of like 50 active duty guys. That's a tiny amount. Yeah. We, uh, most of that, most of it's probably civilian warehousing guys, right? Like civilian contractors running. Off. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Contractors, DOD employees, stuff like that. All in like the maintenance yards. Crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, especially, well, if it's all maintenance, I mean, I can see why they've civilianized a lot of that stuff because it, it depends on what echelon it is. You know, your frontline echelon stuff where you need guys like in the field, it makes sense to, to leave it, you know, green suitor. But when you're talking about like major, major overhauls that take a long ass time, like, I don't know, man, I'm not going to pretend to know like everything, but there, it makes sense to have some civilian contracts where they can just do that stuff over long periods of time. Um, yeah. You know, and they, the- they, 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 sorry, they, they, they do like, they do like a yearly exodus with all the contractors. So like they fire them all and then they turn around and renew the contract and then rehire everyone. Yeah, it's one of those weird quirks, man. It's like one of those uh um actually I think I have a yeah, my buddy uh my buddy Kevin I think works on Barstow. Or no, or maybe he works I think he I thought he he works for the army actually. So maybe Yeah, we do we Yeah, we do have a few uh army guys out uh on our other portion of the base cuz it's the the rail yard where they bring in like when you so when you do the rotation with uh, Fort Irwin at like NTC right. and stuff like that, right? That's what he does. He works. Yeah, they all they all come in here and they move. Then they move all their trucks and stuff out to NTC. Right. So he works. He works on all that shit. He, he's like okay. So he's a contractor on all that stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, what, what, Kevin, what's his name? Kevin Paulson. So my buddy, uh, if you've ever heard of Curtis Paulson, he was a good friend of mine. Um, yeah, he passed away at Fort Leonard Wood. His twin brother works out. There. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Curtis was one of my uh, my firearms instructors at Schoolhouse. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. What he did, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Kevin works out there on uh, on contracts, man. Okay. I probably, I've 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 probably waved him to the gate too. So. I, bet, I bet you have. I don't, dude. I don't. I've never been there. I don't even. I've been to. Um. So I've been to. I've been out to spend time with uh, Kevin, but I've never been to Barstow. I don't know. Um. I just <laughs> I've just never had a reason to go there. Most people don't, you know. Um, yeah. But. I don't know, man. Is it so? What, what's your day to day like? Is it busy? I mean, you mentioned the gate work is probably where it's at, right? I would imagine out there. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. So last last week, I was like my fucking my third day back, and uh, I actually got yelled at by my LT for all the shit that was happening because he was like blaming me. Like you brought it back. You brought it back. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. The nature of it, man. It was funnier too because like we were on a. So some Marine, they're coming out from 29 Palms, he crushed his hand in a seven-ton door. Ouch. And uh, he, he'll probably lose two or three fingers. But, like, this, ki- this kid's going into shock on the ground with one of our with one of our officers. And, like, my LT comes over. And he's like, doll. I'm like, yeah, what's up, LT? He's like, what the fuck, bro? 
<laughs> it's like your third. He's like your fucking third day back, and you bring this shit. That sucks. And then no, like I mean, later that it is, yeah, yeah. And then like later that day, we had a gate runner, and so I mean, a gate runner out there is probably they just don't even probably know where they are, right? Like, I mean, is there yeah. a legitimate reason to run a gate out there? Like, it's just no, not really. Most of the time, um, it's they don't speak English. Because um, we like, I think my first my first gate runner. Uh, they were French nationals and they, our guy told him to make a U-turn and they just fucking took off. Fuck. And then, uh, this last one is, we think it was miscommunication between our, uh, our officer at the gate and them. But like, he told him to like, there's like a, before you hit the gate, there's like a little like side path behind our, uh, visitor, uh, our, uh, past an ID building. Yeah. And it goes right into a parking lot. And he's like, you know, follow this little path right here around the building in the parking lot. And instead they go straight and they book it up towards base housing. And we, we, they found, we found them in the parking lot near the youth center. We, we felony stopped them. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know, man. I mean, obviously I, th- I would think out there the gates would be, I mean, it's probably a lot of, it's probably boring. And then every now and again, it gets fun is what it sounds like. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think like back in January when I was on FTO, like my first day out, um, some chick came to the gate, didn't speak a word of English. Um, she didn't have a driver's license and she ended up, uh, overall, she uh, had like 19 or 20 grams of cannabis oil. She was transporting from LA to uh, Lake Havasu. Mm. And uh, she had a driver's license, social security card, and a permanent residence card. Mm-hmm. They were all fake, dude. Like she paid, <laughs> she paid 80 bucks in LA for all three. Wow. And then she had a Mexico consulate card, which we ran with ice. And it turned out that the information on the card was hers, but the ID card number belonged to somebody else. Interesting. Funny how that and, worked. And yeah, we, we, we knew she was like slightly seasoned in the whole trafficking thing because the car, like you could tell the car was a, like a drug running car and stuff like that. But as soon as we put her in the, in our D cell, she's like, I'm going to kill myself. Hmm. So we had a fit, we had a psych holder and it's like, yeah, it is fucking crazy. So, yeah, that's just, they just know what to say to get to different levels of uh, custody probably. Right. That's yeah. That it gets her out of the D cell and into a more comfortable place. I'd imagine. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then she got released like 72 hours later. So of course, but go figure. I don't mean, I don't, yeah, man. Sometimes you got to be mad about how, how good we have it in this country because in a lot of other places, like that, they wouldn't be allowed to do shit like that. We wouldn't just no. on everybody, but you know. Then again, it's you know, it's it's where we're at, man. All right, dude. So, man, you you can talk about HMX as much as you want, but you have one that I know of, one really cool story. Um, huh. And I've definitely talked shit about Obama a bunch on here, but tell me, tell the story. I, I may have even mentioned it before, but tell the story, like. Uh, your co- didn't your your cover just like it blew off right but t- like i don't know did he see you he saw what you did or what i can't remember exactly yeah so uh i was i think we were in north carolina or something like that and uh fucking colonel walker actually remember colonel wild yeah yeah he was he was doing his check ride and uh so it, it, the wind picked up and my my cover flew off over a fence and it landed near some bleachers and like, I was like, okay, like they're, they're far enough. So I got enough time. So I jumped the fence, grabbed my cover and got back into position. 
And uh, so the birds land, I, you know, do the whole thing. And yeah, Obama like walks off and like hits me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, I've never seen anybody run that fast in a uniform. <laughs> and then fucking went on his way to do whatever he pretends to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so like, let me, let me just add a little layer. Cause it's pretty simple for you. Right. But you, so you're a Marine in blues and you're like about to be the ceremonial guard outside the aircraft, like for the president. Yeah. And like, yeah, the fucking cover blows off. So you had to sprint in blues which is not an easy thing to do. Jump a fence in blues, not an easy thing to do. And then retrace your steps all the while, not knowing who's even watching you. Right. And then, yeah. And it's, but it's one of those rare times where, um, I don't know. Trump probably is a little more attentive, I think, or at least it seems like he may be a little more attentive to what is going on around him as far as the military concern. Uh, from what I understand, Obama was not, and generally speaking, didn't give a shit. But for no. that, for him to say that and to see that, that's, I mean, I remember hearing about that because I think when that happened, I was still pretty new in that unit. So I just thought, I thought it was kind of a cool thing, man. And, um, not many people can say that they have an experience like that with any president, let it, you know, at all. Like just, just to be, you can take the name away and just say that you had an interaction like that with the president. It's pretty cool, man. You know, yeah. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting thing. You didn't rip Good your, times. you didn't rip your blues when you jumped that fence. Did you, you know, I had a, after we were done, I had a fucking, I had to go double check to make sure. Cause like, I was like, fuck, like it's kind of breezy. <laughs> so, I mean, but luck, luckily I, yeah, luckily I, I didn't rip my blues. That's good, man. That's good. What a, were you still in the unit when I left? I think you were, weren't you? Did you have some time? Yeah. By the time I left? Cause, yeah, because when, when, when did you leave? Uh, like 2015, I think. Towards like the end of the year, right? Midway, July. Okay, yeah, because I got out January of 16. Damn, you guys did some long... Yeah, all you guys were on like fucking five-year contracts, huh? Yeah. Oh, I mean, most, It seems like most of you guys just stayed there. There's a lot of guys that stayed in Virginia. How come you didn't stay in Virginia? Were you, did you have to go back to California or like, is that your, that no, I didn't have to, but like at the time I was like, man, like I've been away for like five years. So I was like, I think it's time to go back for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, right. yeah, now I'm kind of like kicking myself in the ass for it. Like I should have gone to fucking like Texas or something, but yeah, I was going to say, you don't st- like, I know you're from California, but you don't strike me as like what, what might be the stereotypical Californian these days. Like <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's your, really your speed, man. No, there's just too much bullshit and just stupid shit just everywhere. So, dude, I think um, I talk shit on Texas a lot because Texans are hilarious. More rather, I talk shit on Texans, not necessarily yeah. just because they're like they're so damn fucking proud and like they're always talking shit. But they kind of like it's kind of they kind of have a good reason to do it. Like if Texas could just be like the veteran state and everyone else like kind of had the rest of the country, like I think that might work out. I, don't, I mean, Texas just takes care of vets, man. I just think it'd be a good place for all of us to be. But then again, if we, yeah. were all, if we were all in the same spot, we might fuck it up, you know? So I don't know. True, but also, no, I don't think anybody would really fuck with Texas at that point. That's a good point, yeah. I don't know, man. What, what are your, well, you're a GS, man. So are you, are you uh, thinking about moving? Do you look? Like, what, what's the deal? I'm sure you, you, yeah. you probably still have family in California, right? Yeah, well, so after my dad retired from uh, the sheriffs out here, they were like deuces and bounced up to Oregon. So my, my, my the only family I really have here are like my grandparents and like a couple family members. But um, yeah, like I, I thought about looking towards maybe like DHS or something like that. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I get a, uh, both, I think, a, I think they start like GS nine, 
but I think I would get a step increase too if I if I went over there. Yeah. So that's how the system works, man. That's how that federal system works, dude. You just gotta keep uh just keep trying to level up in it, you know. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty hard to level though. It looks like you don't get a step increase to like you get one like every year for like five years or something like that. And yeah, well, I mean the so the also just just in the police field in general and government policing is is difficult you know um oh, yeah. i know the ice agents they do well I, you know my buddy tommy's an ice agent he's on here all the time shout out to tommy um what you mentioned earlier he'll probably his ears will probably perk up over that with the 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 fake docs and all that stuff but um it seems like it seems like you just have to hit the not the lottery but you have to get into the right agency if you want to step up quick you know um but yeah, because we 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 lost we lost a few guys to DHS and uh, BLM, the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah, that's they, a they handle. Thing. Yeah, they handle all the correction facilities out here. So that's that's uh, that's where they're at. Huh. BLM, I mean BLM would be a cool gig. I don't know. A lot of people don't like BLM because of the. Oh, yeah. I guess we're we're getting a we're getting a few more civilian officers, and we're getting more Marines either December or January. So. I never hate. I always liked nights, man. I, it just kept me away from asshats, you know. I, I, nights was more my yeah. my thing. I just enjoyed nights better personally. Yeah. Well, usually, usually like nights here are slow, but uh, the other night, like they're popping. Like my buddy Perez is one of our canine guys. Yeah. He was sitting uh, desk sergeant, and uh, they were short by, so he was out and uh, saw some suspicious dude, and like he went to go make contact, and some guy he threw something. And he's like, you know, doing the thing. The guy had to come back with a warrant. So when they, they tried to hook him up, the dude fucking put a fucking uh, a bag of fucking meth in his mouth. Oh, shit. So my buddy, like, fucking grabbed him by the throat and was fucking choking him out to get him to spit it out. And then, like, when they were waiting for the sheriffs at the gate, a fucking DUI tried going through the fucking outbound lanes. Fuck. And then, like, an hour later, they freaking find, like, five keys of meth in some dude's trunk on a suspicious vehicle. <laughs> That's that's fun. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So nights nights can be boring, but yeah, it's usually it's, it's the that's what I don't think a lot of people don't understand. It's the majority of it's super boring, and then every like you'll just pop like some crazy shit all of a sudden, and it just occupies all your time. And that's usually yeah. like right before you're about to get off shift. It usually happens yeah. like late, like mid to late part of your shift. It's never in the beginning. I used to hate. Yeah. That. Are you affected by the fires at all? Um. No, not the forest fires. Uh, apartment fires, yes. Forest fires, no. What does that mean? Uh, so back in March, my apartment burned down. No shit. Yeah, dude. Right. Fucking, I lost my grip and grin photo, my computers, fucking a lot of shit. Holy, f- uh, what happened? So. I, I must have missed this. Maybe, I, I don't know if you, did you not? No, I, dude, I didn't. Um, so I get older inside the microwave, apparently short-circuited or something like that, and. Yeah, fire went through, pretty much destroyed the kitchen and part of the living room. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, I was I was at work and my girl was home with the baby when it happened. So they didn't get hurt, right? Nothing happened to them? No, they uh she she walked back in the kitchen because she heard the smoke alarm going off and uh she grabbed the kid and they were they were able to get out. So Holy fuck, dude. So I'm guessing you had to like move and shit or what? Like Yeah, so we, we moved and stuff like that. Damn, dude. Well, I'm glad everybody is safe. I didn't, I guess I wasn't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess I didn't see much of that on social media, or at least if I did. I... No, I didn't. I didn't post it on social media. Okay. 
crazy, dude. So the forest fires, though, they they haven't really affected you that. What I'm sure you got smoke at least, right? Yeah. Uh, for a few days down where I live, there was uh, it was pretty much smoky. Uh, you can't really see the sun and stuff like that. But most of the fires are like in like up near LA County and up in uh, Northern California. Dude, my state Utah is smoked out big time. Like there are days when we can't even see our mountains. Like obviously, I live in a true valley, so like our mountains are close. But man, we get a lot of California smoke, dude. And it, you can always tell like how bad they are when depending on the thickness of the smoke. And this year it was really bad. So obviously, the California wildfires are pretty epic this year. I mean, I think they're breaking records for for all time acreage. Um, yeah. Well, that's like that's like today. Like we think another one started out near like Barstow. Cause oh, yeah. like it was, the sky was clear. And then within the last like hour and a half, like just some weird, like smoky haze is rolling through and like, it smells like, like smoke. So yeah, well, no, it happens. It happens in Utah all the time. I mean, I, my, my question is as a Californian, like, do you, do you think you guys, I, I mean, dude, fires are going to happen regardless, especially in the West because it tends to be more dry. Right. But there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of talk about like fire or, you know, forest management, right? Like, I know, I know fire management and forest management is a huge thing in Utah. Is that a, is that the thing in California or not so much? Like what's the, the rules it, are different there, right? Like, yeah. So like so they, much. yeah, they, they do require it. That's usually like a per County thing. I know like where I live in Orange County, uh, if people aren't able to do it themselves or afford to, to have someone, uh, clear areas behind their house on hillsides, sometimes the fire department will send the, their hand crews out and they'll clear the areas for free. Yeah. So, I mean, this the Cal Fire, who's our our state fire agency. Yeah, they're from what I've heard, they're not really doing that anymore. So, and the whole, you know, I think the governor was talking about like uh, cutting back on uh, fundings for the for Cal Fire, so they're not able to do it. So pretty much everyone's just blaming the governor. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It seems like they're. I mean, it's like everyone's like, oh, you got to have forest management. It's like, okay, yeah, you do. But also California is a massive state, you know? So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like a give and take, dude. Obviously, like you'd have to have a massive budget to be able to manage all of that properly. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those, it's a real shitty situation. I mean, and obviously as the longer it's been let go, the worse it's going to be. But I mean, you know, it's just one of those hard things. And also like people are, people are in California lose their fucking homes every year. Like, at some point, oh, yeah. you gotta step up and kind of figure that shit out. Um, yeah, man, it's just been bad, dude. And and I live in a I live in a fire sensitive state, right? So I understand it, but I don't know, man. It's just tough, dude. It's hard to see people go through this shit in California every single year. I mean, you know, obviously, and people are like leaving the state because of it. For well, they're leaving the state for all kinds of reasons, but the, I wouldn't want to worry about my fucking house burning down every year. Yeah, I mean, because I think because when I got out. We had the, the the Paradise Fire. That was the one that fucking uh, Kistner was up at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think since then, dude, like the fires have just been getting worse and worse. Right. Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, so I actually got evacuated from my house for the first time, uh, and it was probably out of an abundance of caution. I'm, I was a little pissed at first, but then I saw the ash floating around. I'm like, all right, you know, it is what it is. Like, okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, I just don't wish that shit on anybody, man, because like your life literally changes in a drop of a dime. It's like, and in California, it's times 10, you know, like it's legit times 10. So I don't know, dude, it's just a sad thing to watch. I know. And, and the, the, the shittiest part about it all is they're not all naturally made. Okay. Like if, no. if you get a fire where it was nature caused, what do you do? There's nothing you can do. 
And then there's other ass bags out there who either started intentionally or aren't paying attention to their stupid campfires or whatever the fuck they're doing. Like, yeah, it's just a mess, man. It's just, yeah. Fuck. Well, I, I think, uh, I think they made like five arrests for some fucking asshats that started the fires out here yeah. from like, I think from like LA, I think it's the same dudes all the way up to, to Northern California, but they made like five arrests on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of saw some of that in Australia a while ago and it's like turning into like almost like a, a form of uh, domestic terrorism in a way. Like a lot of climate agenda people are like trying to kind of, you know, this is nothing new. Like, you know, there's been organizations that have tried to spark shit like this, you know, for forever, ever since it's sort of been an agenda, but California, man, I just, you know, it's always sad to see because they just have devastating fire seasons every single year. Um, yeah. I mean, Utah, we, we get a bad one. And then, you know, I've had probably out of the five years I've been here, we probably two years where the fires were extra kicked up, you know? Um, but generally yeah, speaking, I, we tend to get through them pretty good. I mean, yeah. Cause I, mean, I remember seeing the, the photos you had posted, I think I'm guessing, I think it was, I think you were at the park or something like that. How far was that fire from you guys? Uh, so the act of fire itself, like when I was videoing, I was like, we went down to a park because uh, we had just got evacuated. That was a ways away. I was probably, I don't know, 10 miles away at that point. But that, that fire was, I don't know, two and a half miles behind my house, I guess. Um, oh, shit. and the thing is, it was like, it was going up. Right. So it, that was my point was I wasn't really sure, um, why they started doing the evacuations, but the winds can get a little crazy. So when you can get downslope winds, then it, then it's all bets are off. But um, yeah. the, so the, the edge of homes kind of like in our neighborhood, the first, the, the first edge of homes that go to that slope, their fences all burned. So, I mean, there were some people that almost lost their homes. It was close. Like some, some civilian like jumped on his fucking tractor and like cut a quick fire break and shit, dude. Like he saved people's houses. So, um, I don't, I still don't believe it would have got to my house, but I mean, that's, that's like, it, you know, that's, that's scary close, I guess. Um, and again, like you know, at first they were saying, oh, this is, this was naturally made. Like we get a lot of dry lightning. That's usually how our fires start, but we also get a lot of idiots that shoot fireworks when they shouldn't. And they shoot um, guns in at, at objects that they shouldn't. Right. Utah yeah. love to shoot. And I think it's cool. Everyone should be allowed to shoot when they want, but you know, shooting like metal objects or, or propane tanks in like in dry forest conditions doesn't make sense. You know, maybe yeah. like use some common sense, but yeah, man. I mean, it's just a devastating thing, dude. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't think a apartment fire and a, a forest fire is much different. You're still gonna have to leave your house like at a drop of a dime and still have to like take care of your family in the pro. I mean, man, it's just fucking wild, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just glad. Uh, glad your your girl and your baby are safe. And you know, it's, it's sad that it sounds like you lost some stuff, but yeah, you didn't lose everything, right? Like, I mean, um. Well, we, I mean, we lost everything in the kitchen. Uh, pretty much everything in, in the living room was either melted or water damaged. And then everything in the in the two bedrooms was all like heavy smoke damage. So we pretty much lost everything. Um, oh, shit, dude. Yeah, we, we were able to get some stuff back, um, like a laptop and like uh, all of her, you know, super high-end purses because she has to have those <laughs> every every woman does yeah i mean okay so i i guess i forgot about the smoke yeah the smoke damage stuff like you just can't get the smoke out of that and then obviously so you know shit had fucking firemen in your apartment like no shit like blaze of glory with their their hoses hosing it down and doing all that so yeah i guess that yeah that, that would damage shit huh that's insane man 
Yeah, it happened. That's like, um, that's like right when COVID happened, man. Like, yeah. Wow. What did so like? Where did you go and what did you do? Like, so after the fire, um, we uh, stayed at a. Her sister works at a uh, a Hilton. Okay. So we were able to get like a. Uh, we were there for almost two weeks, and then we uh, we were planning on moving anyways, but. The uh, one of the places we were looking at called us, and the price reduced on the apartment. So we're like, "Yep, we'll fucking take it." That's awesome, man. Well, I mean, so it, it sounds like it sounds like it could have been way worse, but you know, it, obviously, like when you lose all your shit, like that's terrible. But it sounds like it could have been a lot harder. What about yeah. like? So were you able to re- like? Did you get insurance claim or anything like that? Or like? Yeah, yeah, we we got we got insurance claim, which the insurance people like really pissed me off because so our overall total for our insurance was like fifteen grand. They they maxed this out, but they were like, "Hey, you know, give us a list of the stuff you lost, rough estimates, all that shit." And uh, so they sent us the first check, and they're like, "Hey, so." Go ahead and, and repurchase the stuff you lost and then send us the bill and we'll, we'll send you money back. And it was like one of those, you know, how the fuck am I supposed to buy the things I lost if I don't have money to replace the things I lost? Yeah. So that was the whole shenanigans. And then the old apartment complex, uh, for like the first month or so, they were like refusing to give back the rent we had just paid because the, the fire happened like three days after we paid rent. That sucks. So they were like, it got to the point where like, you know, we're talking about uh, getting lawyers and shit like that. Even just to get our fucking rent money back that we just paid. And they finally gave it back to us minus like 200 bucks. But yeah, dude, I don't know, man. That's a shitty situation. Like, and it, uh, I, it sounds like it wasn't of any fault of yours, you know, like, man, dude, I've been, I, so like this whole, all this shit that's happening to people in their lives is like still like COVID is just this other thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people make it out like COVID is like this, like the whole, the woo flu has got everybody scared out of their minds, but people are still living their lives and bad shit's still happening. Like, it's like, fuck dude. And then just yeah. have to deal with it. Like, I don't know what was California like in March? Were they freaking the fuck out yet? Or did that come a little later? Uh, no, March. It was like, you can still go out and not like wear a mask or anything like that. But like towards the probably more April, May time frame, they started to like, hey, fucking, you know, you have to wear a mask to like go to Target or the grocery store. And then like a week later, they're like, okay, well, we're only going to limit this amount of people in the store. So there were like lines around the corner places. And like, so I think April and May, it started to get worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, California is like a densely populated state, right? So, I mean, obviously the precautions, you know, you can play the politics game and all that stuff, but obviously the, you know, it's not a one size fits all type of thing like some states have to do more because they're just quite frankly there's more people in them right so um, yeah i mean i've talked about this kind of stuff a lot and in utah it really hasn't been that bad but um in california there's just there's it's densely populated man i mean you know i think uh i don't know history will say which you know you can do the political party who runs what state and who does this and who does that but you know it's fucking is what it is man but man that's crazy that um you just like it's dominating everybody's thoughts. And then you realize like, Holy shit. Like people still are, you know, have all these other insane life events happening. Like your fucking apartment lighting on fire. <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah. 
Dude, I'm just glad you guys are safe, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just material shit, you know, as long as everybody's safe and didn't get hurt. But, man. Yeah. That sucks, dude. I mean, that's like a tiny little experience for me. I just had to go sleep in a hotel for a night. Matter of fact, I didn't even sleep there the whole night. I was able to come back a couple hours later. Like, you, <laughs> I said to move on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because after, after, like, we got the, towards the end, like, we got the, the bill and stuff like that uh, for the hotel. And I was like. I was like, fuck. I was like, now I know why fucking HMX fucking put us in like little fucking Marriott's and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It adds up, man. Over time. Fucking A, it adds up. I yeah. mean, I don't know, dude. So are, where are you at now? Are you like semi back to, I mean, obviously you, there's things that you'll replace over time or whatever, but are you guys like good? You, I mean. Yeah, no, we're, we're good. Uh, we've pretty much, she, she was able to replace pretty much everything and then some um i haven't the only thing i've replaced from at least for me is like my xbox i'm pretty much just doing everything off my phone and the xbox yeah <laughs> well i mean are you a gamer yeah well that's important then huh you gotta- yeah well a lot of a lot of the gaming i did was on my 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 desktop so oh, like a, you're like a pc gamer yeah pc master race that's like a whole nother fucking, that's a whole nother level of gamer. Yeah. I mean, my, my computer was about, after the upgrade I put in it recently, it was about $1,900 computer. Jeez, dude. I'm like recording this with you right now on like a $200 Lenovo. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't do, uh, I don't do a computer shit, man. I, I mean, I just don't, I, I think computer people are insanely smart. It's just not my, it's not my thing. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not smart at all. So, well, what are you into though? What kind of computer shit are you? What kind of computer games were you into? Um, so I ha- used to do a vir- the virtual reality headset thing. Ooh. So flight flight simulators, combat simulators, stuff like that. That doesn't make you sick. No. So funny story. Um, when I first got my VR headset, uh, I played a game called Digital Combat Simulator. Yeah. It's a airplane and helicopter combat sim and uh i was flying in it there's a there's a uh1 huey so i had the i had the fucking vr headset on i'm sitting in my chair and i start to like lift off the ground and like i know shit like you know like you've flown the helicopters right yeah yeah you know that fucking weird sinking feeling in your stomach when you start taking off yes i fucking started getting that shit oh fuck that dude and i was like nope and i fucking put the shit back on the ground and i'm like nope i'm done yeah, that ain't for me, bro. Like I, dude, I've flown uh, yeah, like after flying on the helicopters a couple times, dude. Like, I can fly on regular planes, but uh, I don't know something just the just the helicopters and the way they move, man. It just wasn't good for me. It just yeah. Uh, I think I think that feeling was fucking worse when we got the Ospreys. Dude, I never flew on an Osprey, bro. I was too afraid of them. So when I first came in, when I first got in the military, like uh, all the grunts were talking about how shitty of an aircraft they were and. And like, you know, obviously at that, like a couple of those Ospreys went down early on and some Marines, yeah. Marines died on them, you know? So like there were infantrymen who knew those kids and that stuck with them for a while. So they were like, yeah, man, we're, you know, fuck that aircraft. And, uh, yeah, well, that's like, I was, I was doing one of my buddies back from boot camp. He was a, he was a crew chief on those when they swapped, when they got rid of the, the 46s. Yeah. And, uh, one of his buddies from a school fucking fell out the back of an Osprey on a training mission out, I think in June. I remember hearing about that happen. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah, I I fucking I hated them. They, no, no, nope, not my cup of tea at all. 
Yeah, no, and there that's a that's a beast of an aircraft, man. Like that for it can it can maneuver in some interesting ways. Let's just say that. Like yeah. Not something I would have uh yeah, dude, I, if somebody would have said, "Hey, you have to take this flight," then I would have taken it, but I wasn't ever going to volunteer to get on one. That's that was just my take on it. Um, it just is what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't an aircraft that uh that I was real privy to, but they're, they're definitely cool and I know they've, I know they've kind of got them worked out now, but yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. Well, you weren't you didn't you weren't on the LA trip when they flipped the patrol car, were you? You remember hearing about that? The uh, the, the road? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, better. It was like an yeah, it was like an LAPD helicopter. car, or something like that. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on that. It just fucking. Those things are nasty, man. When they come in overhead, it'll blow your fucking. It'll. Blow, I mean, if it can blow a car over, you know, you gotta, you gotta think of how powerful that is. So yeah, remember we were in Munich when we were in Munich together. Though watching them come in and land, it's fun. That's cool. That's super cool. But flying on one, fuck that, dude. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Oh, thank you. Speaking of yeah. Munich, dude, you you made some killer. Are you still cooking and barbecuing like you used to? Um, you're a hell of a cook, yeah. man. You made some, cr- you, you totally made me look stupid. You made some crazy <laughs> good burgers and I fucked up my omelets. Well, actually, actually yeah. I think you made the burgers the night before though. Didn't you? Um, I think I so. I think you did. Yeah. Those are killer, dude. You did so good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm still cooking. Um, I think, uh, a few months ago I made a fucking, uh, barbecue, the ribs, I seasoned them and like you know the whole mustard thing and shit like that and yeah. they're 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 really good. So are you like a, you're like a crazy? Are you like way into that kind of shit or you just dabble? No, I just whenever we don't know what to do for dinner and I'm bored, then I'll like run to the store and just get some stuff and I'll just make random shit. I mean, isn't that wasn't that kind of your approach at the barracks and <laughs> like on trips? Like it seemed like you just kind of were like, yeah, fuck it, like I'll just do this. Yeah, I mean, when we were when we were at Annie, I think that's where like we all we were all cooking up there. So it's like, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I mean, you guys, some of you guys spent a lot of time up there and had had a little extra scratch to buy on good food. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You seemed like a seasoned professional when we were in fucking Munich, man. You did good. That was that was a cool that was a cool trip because you guys kind of had like a little cabin and shit. Like, yeah, those. Yeah, because like I think I think we were talking to Baker and you guys you brought up fucking garmish and stuff like that. I was like. I was like, fuck, like those were some fucking good times. That was a good trip, man. I mean, it was just a cool process and just like, you know, the kind of setup and stuff. It was just different from, you know, normally you go somewhere and you get shoved into a hotel and then it is what it is, right? You do your mission and you go home. But uh, especially for me and Baker, like we had a long ass trek out there. Like we had to, you know, we flew, we flew with the 22s, but on an aircraft and it was just fun to get out there. I think you wound up meeting us out there later, didn't you? Yeah, I think we got there. Couple Maybe days. like a, yeah, this is like a few days or a week after you guys got there. Cause you got, you guys were the Advon, weren't you? Yeah, we did. We went on the Advon and we just, we flew out with the 22s and you know, all some of the other gear or why they needed security or whatever. And, uh, it was a good time, man. I was happy to do it. It was, it was a cool last trip for me. That's for sure. Um, but you're right, man. That, some of that shit was fun, dude. I just, uh, yeah, it was cool to take a team of guys and just go do a mission and come home. You know, I missed that. But. Yeah, because after that, after I heard that you do that, that podcast on it, like I started going through my laptop and looking at like, like old photos and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck, like Germany was fucking you were, one of the best trips I've been on. You were a well-traveled, well-traveled Marine though at HMI. Were you, I mean, did you hit an election season and shit or were you, did you just come off that? I mean, I, if I remember correctly, you traveled quite a bit, no? Yeah. I, I, when election season started, I think I was like uncleared for like maybe like three or four months. 
and then I got when I got cleared, like yeah, it was pretty much nonstop on the road. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't miss seeing you guys work your asses off like that, though. That's a lot of hours. I heard they've changed some things. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm not really tapped into that unit anymore, but um, obviously, yeah, I, a lot of my friends are. But yeah, it's wild. Yeah, because I know. I think like after my group left, I think stuff started changing a lot. Well, I mean, you know, you, I mean, we don't have to get into details. You could only wonder why. You know what I mean? Like, I can, I can imagine things needed to change. But yeah, it kind of is what it is, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, good times though. I, I used to love, you know, traveling with the Marines was fun. I didn't travel often, but when I did, we always had a good time. That's for sure. Always. That, that Munich trip was sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we need to we need to set up a get together or something. Well, just try to get everybody to yeah after COVID, obviously, but get, just to throw out like a throw out some kind of reunion and. Somewhere. I bet. It, yeah, I bet some cats would show up. Yeah, because I was I was I was fucking uh, I was actually thinking about maybe next year when you do your next tournament, maybe fucking getting a couple guys from out here if you can get the time off and come out and play in the tournament. Oh yeah, dude! I'd love to have you, man. So we we moved it up though. It's going to be in April. Um, in April? Yeah. So I just uh, July is cool, but in, in Utah it's super hot, and and there's Utah's a weird state. It's got two holidays. It's it's the fourth and the twenty fourth, uh, just based on you know uh, America's birthday and then religion. Um, so we want to move it. I'm going to move it to April because it's going to allow me to kind of be first out of the gate and I hopefully attract a lot of people. Man, we'd love to have you. We you know anybody who can come. And hopefully by then I'll actually have uh, legitimate nonprofit status. Uh, that's something I'm working on right now. So it could be really cool, man. I'd love to see you guys come out, dude. It'd be great. Uh, more the merrier, man. We're we're shooting for 200 players this year, so we're gonna do a a dual sided uh, shotgun. So we'll do like a morning shotgun start and an afternoon shotgun start. It's gonna be great. Hopefully we can yeah. hopefully we can fill it out. Are you still golfing much? Do you golf a lot or what? Um, yeah, usually. Uh, so we, we do train Tuesdays every other week. So me and some of the guys after our train day, we'll, we'll go out some of the courses out in, uh, out here near Barstow. Um, so every great once in a while, I'll just go out to the range and just hit some balls and stuff like that. But I, I but love, yeah. Golf. yeah, golf's my thing, man. I, I talk about it all the time. It's like my deal. Totally my deal. Yeah. We just started, we just launched another podcast, man. You remember Lambeth probably, right? He's on it. Um, him and yeah, I, I, yeah, I actually, yeah, I listened to it. Uh, actually, I think the day you posted it, I was listening to it. Yep. I'm excited for it, man. I love golf and it's just going to, it's going to be a way to talk about golf and also to talk about the journey of a nonprofit, man. And um, we got some other really great projects coming on, like um, just branching out with people and, and giving them a chance to put some stuff out, man. So hopefully people will follow along, but yeah, man, I don't know, dude. It's just been cool. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy you're doing good, man. It's good to hear. It's good to you know talk to you, see you, um, see that you're you've progressed and you're moving on and living life, bro. Yeah, you were you were always such a quiet. I remember you, you were pretty quiet. At, like we, you and I used to talk and hang out, but you were pretty quiet. Like you, you didn't really like get into much at HMX. I feel like. No, I just yeah, just try to stay quiet and just. Ride the ride, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, five years there is, is tough to do. So if you can kind of keep your head under the radar, dude, it's a good, it's probably a good, yeah, good, good method if you ask me. But all right, man, tell me, uh, what's the, what's the future looking like for you, bud? What do you, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but what are you thinking? Lay it out for me. Tell me what you're going to do. That way I can uh, text you and hold I might, I might try and stick it out here for a couple more years and maybe try my luck 
doing a, one of the sheriff's departments again or something like that. Um, but yeah, rumor maybe has it, rumor has it. A lot of these places will probably start hiring pretty soon. There's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people taking leave or just moving on. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's a tough time to be a cop, bro. It really is. I don't oh. care. what I don't care what department you're in. I don't care what agency. It's hard to be a cop right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, either, either normal county sheriffs or I'm, I'm maybe start looking toward maybe DHS or something like that. Yeah, dude, I, I recommend, um, I, dude, look federal if you can. Um, I just think it's a good gig for people. It's a comfortable gig. Um, it's just good. It's they're good departments to be a part of, and they have unique missions in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, try to try to start there. You're already in the GS system, man. Don't lose that. You know, don't walk away from that. That would be my advice. But yeah, what about school? Have you thought about school or doing any school or anything? Or um, so when I got out, I I started doing the whole GI Bill thing, and uh, the school I was going to was like going to make me take like five mandatory classes before I could even register for classes. Yeah. And I was like, Nope, fuck you guys. I'm out. Yeah. So some schools are stupid like that. It's, it's weird. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking back into maybe starting school again. Um, I'm just trying to find a program I like. Hopefully you do, man. Uh, there's a little extra income there for you on the GI bill. That's one of the great parts of service and all that stuff, man. You know, it's, uh, it's just great to have, but yeah, man, yeah. hopefully, hopefully the, uh, the Navy, you know, I don't know, maybe that means you could go officer route, Navy reserves or something like that later on down the road or just whatever, you know, there's just, it just opens up so many doors. I mean, I mean, college isn't yeah. for everybody, dude. And I would never, I don't, I try, I always mentioned it to people. I never wanted to push it on anyone, but, um, with the GI bill, dude, it's, it's, it's hard not to do it, you know? Uh, especially yeah. It's essentially I mean, it's, it's, it's paycheck, but. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's free money for education in the sense, which is pretty much what it is, but uh, you know, when you're working full time and you got a, you got wifey and the baby and the whole deal, like it's tough, you know, you, you know, I don't know. Just think about it, man. But all right, dude, yeah. I, ask, I ask everybody to leave, leave me with some kind of positive note or, or motivation or any kind of thing. So I'm putting you on the spot, but if you got something, man, throw it to me. Fuck. Uh, just, uh, just be good humans. I love that. It's so simple, right? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. Well, it's I mean, always a simple. Yeah, but as you know, it's the simple things that are the hardest. Yeah, dude. But I think I think as a cop, like you know, you're doing the law enforcement thing, and like right now, it makes a lot of sense. Like, man, if everybody could just be good humans, that's on both sides of the fence, cops and people. You know, it's like it could solve a lot of the shit we're seeing right now. You know, it really yeah. could. Um, and it's like I don't want to oversimplify like how serious some of the shit we do have going on in this country is, but. But hey, man, like you said, if you could just be good humans, um, I think it would solve a lot of shit. I don't, I don't know. I, uh, hopefully, the listeners agree. Um, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, dude, it seems so basic, but if we could just get back to that, dude, I think, uh, I think it'd go a long way, man. Yeah, dude. Fucking, yeah, it's too bad fucking Cody couldn't fucking hop on, but who butts? Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. I haven't, um, I haven't reached out to him in a little bit. Maybe. Uh, Maybe all all three of us will do one again. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, man. Get back to work. (laughs) (laughs) Hardly working. Yeah. All right, man. Well, take care of yourself, dude. Be safe. Make sure you and your partner are looking after each other, man. I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll hit you up again. We'll do this again. Yeah, dude. Definitely. All right, man. Take care. I'll see you. All right, later. Bye.